Welcome back to another episode of the podcast from the depths of darkness to the light of success. I am your host, Chris Swick. And on this podcast, we talk about mental health, addictions, fitness, ADHD, eating disorders, really anything anyone's afraid to talk about. We talk about it on this show. I I believe everyone's story is valuable. Doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. You're all welcome on my platform. I believe you should all share your story from the bottom of your heart, share your truth, and it will help someone along the way. You can find the show over on YouTube. Please head over to the YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications. Follow me over on Instagram at Depths of Dark Side for daily uh, updates and inspirational posts for myself and also a little bit into my personal life as well. Give you a little backstory and show you what's going on behind the scenes as well. With no further ado, I'd love to introduce you to my next guest. I got Carlos Taormina. If I butchered it, I apologize. (laughs) You want to take it away and let them know a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First off, Chris, thank you very much for letting me uh, be on the show. I really do appreciate it. I love everything you do. And it's a real honor to be a part of it. So yeah, uh, my name is Carlo. I recently fell into the darkness, so to speak, of mental health, of depression, of suicide in 2021. And that entire year for me was just absolutely terrible. It was the worst year of my life. I wouldn't wish depression, mental health issues on anybody, even my worst enemy. Pretty much a year goes by. Eventually, a miracle happens, which I'm sure we'll dive into later on. But I found the quote-unquote light at the end of the tunnel. I found my, my breakthrough of what helped me fight depression, get out of depression, get out of that suicidal headspace. And it made me want to push further and harder for my business, which is called Happy Fit. I help people lose fat, build their mental health. Through all the experiences I've learned, and I try to help people with that, I am as happy as ever, like I was before I fell into depression. And now my mission is just to help people along the way, make sure that nobody takes their own life. That's amazing, man. And to see how far you've come with the transformation, going through those suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation, fighting that depression, and just never giving up and pushing forward one day at a time. That's all you can do at the end of the day. It doesn't matter with whatever it is in life. You got to live life one day at a time, live it in that present moment. I really like to stress that a lot, living in that present moment, because for so long myself as well, I would live all over the map, worrying about the future, what the future's going to hold, worrying about what happened six days before when I had no control over any of those thoughts at that point, what was done, you can only learn from those mistakes and grow and go move forward at the end of the day too. And it sounds like you've learned to grow and move forward from where you were. Absolutely. Absolutely. It feels so good to say that because when I was, this kind of stems from a childhood thing, and this does have something to do with uh, my depression. But when I was a kid growing up, I always wanted to do something great, something grand, something magnificent. I wanted to leave my mark on the world. So I always strive to be great. And then eventually a year ago when it started, I was like looking at my life. Basically, I took one step back and looked at this big picture. I love saying that more so in the positive sense, but I took it and used it towards the negative sense of the spectrum. But then I was like, I wanted to achieve greatness. I wanted to do something great. I wanted to leave my mark. What have I done? 
nothing. I haven't achieved anything. I told myself that I wanted to do something that seemed impossible just to prove to myself that I could do something great. So back then it was, I need to get in the best physical shape possible. Then want to do that. Then that means I, that proves to me I can do anything or I need a successful business. Once I make a lot of money, I can then call myself a success and something great. And I can do the impossible. And it wasn't until I went through depression, got out of depression, that I realized that I already did accomplish the impossible and that I did prove to myself I could do anything. And that was overcoming depression, overcoming suicide. And to me, that was probably the biggest message that I think I needed to hear. And I think that was my impossible thing I needed to accomplish. And I'm glad that it happened in a way, if that's, that makes sense. Because now it really does speak to me that, wow, Carla, you can do anything. No, that, that's so true, man. And if we put our minds to things, it's like I made a post today. I don't remember the acronym, but if anyone wants to go over to my page and find the, it's a goal setting acronym called SMART. And it breaks it down in basically five simple letters in the word SMART, but each letter means something in goal setting. And it, it's just all this making those small attainable goals. Don't make them really lavish and big. Because those ones are the hard ones to attain. If you make little, small, little attainable goals, it's so much easier to accomplish those bigger ones ahead. The ones, the long-term goals too. If you just accomplish, make, set yourself little tasks to accomplish those and attain the little attainable things along the way and stacking them and then it'll become bigger and bigger things. If you can just start small and grow big. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. A tool that I like to use as well to piggyback on top of that is I like to do what's called reverse engineering. What I, I find the goal that I want. So for example, my goal is to make my business my full-time job. That's something, it's still a baby at this point. And I already have a vision of where I want to take it to the, how I see it ending, which is grand is going to be the biggest platform for health. But obviously if I want to create the biggest platform for health, it's going to take a lot. So what my idea was, okay, let me know exactly what I want and let me break it down. Let me go backwards. Okay. If I want to create the biggest platform for health, how do I do that? Then I'll do this and then, okay, how do I do that? And then I do that and I break it down piece by piece until eventually the starting point is that small goal. And eventually once I accomplish a small goal here, a small goal there, eventually it will lead up and climb the ladder and reach that final destination, so to speak. No, it totally makes sense for sure, Carlos. Just keeping those goals small, I can't stress that enough. Just little things add up and just keep stacking them at the end of the day, like you were saying too. We're doing that reverse engineering, it's okay to have that vision. It's great to have that vision in place, but you don't, it's like you can't start at the bottom and then all of a sudden end up at the top. It, good things don't happen overnight. They take a long time to accomplish. You just got to keep working away at it. Even if you run into a roadblock, that's okay, right? How do we get around this roadblock now? Instead of being stuck in this rut, you just got to keep digging and digging and push trudging forward and stuff like that. And just keep digging that trench forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the way to go. That's how success how winners are made, how success is accomplished. For sure, man. I, I totally agree with you 100%. Let's talk a little bit about those suicidal thoughts. What were some things leading up to this point in your life back in 2020 or 2021 there 
what were some of the things going on in your life at the time that led you to that? Yeah, so this was the end of 2020. In mid-December, close to Christmas, close to my birthday. It was actually like the week before Christmas, I think. So many events came in in one week that kind of ruined my world, basically. I got let go from a job. I went through a breakup. I had an injury towards my back. If anyone's familiar with back injuries, I, I had a herniated disc. I had L5-S1 herniated, which I'm still dealing with now. However, it was much better than before. I couldn't train, which I love doing. I love being in the gym, and I had something that I loved taken away from me, so I couldn't do it. I couldn't walk for a period of time. I was not doing well with my business, Happy Fit. It was not going anywhere, even though my efforts were... Super strong at the time. I was going at it every day trying to make something happen and nothing wasn't happening. I'm also an actor and I wanted to build upon my acting career that was going down the toilet. So I used that phrase again that I, I mentioned before was I took a step back and I looked at the big picture. I said to myself, what's going on? I'm trying so hard. Nothing is happening. What's the point? And then all these things happen in a week. I told myself there is no point. Clearly something's messed up. I thought you reap what you sow. Apparently that's not true. So I went into this deep depression and I told myself, hey, if my efforts aren't going noticed, if my work is not, the results I want aren't, isn't reflected by the work I'm putting in, I don't want to try anymore because it's not worth it. So then I decided, you know what? Nothing can end this pain in me, not just speaking about success, money, not that wasn't, it was just anything I ever tried to get in my life, anything I wanted, anything I love, like fitness, et cetera, all that I felt was taken away from me. So I felt all these loves, my passions, et cetera, won't happen, taken away from me. I don't see a point of continuing. So then eventually led to the point of, I think I should clock out permanently. I don't want to be here. Everything was planned you know not to get too in depth on the process of what i was going to do but there were two or three times where it was literally seconds away from happening but i got panic attacks and i, I couldn't go with it go through with it and i'm very glad that i did because i am in a much better place now i know my purpose and i'm glad that it didn't happen and everyone that's listening including myself. I'm grateful to have you here today because we were having this conversation and, and the show is all about being vulnerable. And I love your vulnerability, man. So I truly commend you and appreciate you, you know, coming on the show to share that as well. And hopefully that will help someone that might be going through something similar that you were going through. Everyone's story is different, but the steps leading up to something like that are somewhat the same for most people as well, man. So I truly commend you and appreciate you sharing that on the show, man. It takes a lot of willpower, strength to do that encouragement and happy to have you here today, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am, you know, more than willing to share because I just want to help somebody. I don't, my whole goal now is to help people from this deep, dark place called depression. And they think that they can't get out. Because I was the person who said that it was impossible. I thought of every logical solution. I was like, there's just no way. There's no logical reasoning behind this that I cannot get out. So what's the point? And for me to finally be on the other side of saying, oh my gosh, there is a way out. I'll do anything it takes to help that one person 
to get out of depression, to get out of suicide, to help save a life. So I can't thank you enough for having me here so I can tell my story, so I can share how I got out. And it just means a lot to me. It means the world to me to be here and to share everything with you. I appreciate that, man. So let's break right into the you know, first question I have for you. What things affect your mental wellness? Yeah, so I would say my triggers go towards success. I think it goes towards independence. I'm a very prideful person. Unfortunately, there are many times where I should not be so pr- proud. I've always been that independent person of saying, I can do this by myself. I don't need any help. So when I would see successful people, I would become envious. And I'm not an envious person, but eventually I just became jealous and angry and seeing success. Somebody else had success and I didn't. That was a real trigger for me. Something else that was a trigger for me, ironically, as I'm in fitness, I suffered from body dysmorphia where I just hated the way I looked. I would always look at myself in the mirror and make sure I was lean enough. I'd always make sure that I was good enough. I never told anybody that really until just recently until I started spilling the beans, so to speak, just to help anybody. So physique was something that really triggered me. If I saw somebody else in the gym that was better than me, I would it would be a trigger for me. Now, sometimes those things do pop up. Something that still affects my mental uh, well-being are those things also. Now, uh, jokes about suicide, I don't, I don't necessarily like that humor. I know that humor is kind of spilled everywhere, and I'm not going to try to cancel anybody. Those things trigger me a little bit. I don't like those jokes, so that will affect me a little bit, but I do make sure I still truck on and go forward and say, talk to myself, give myself a little pep talk, a little speech, tell myself that's going to be okay. That whether it's the, the bi dysmorphia, looking at people who are successful, jokes about depression, suicide, things like that, I make sure to have a moment to myself and talk to myself and say that's going to be okay. That this is not anything. These are not real thoughts. Exactly. Or saying something like, this too shall pass because it will pass. Not that it's okay for those people to make those jokes or anything like that. It's going to happen. It's the world we live in. It's the year 2022, but also you have that choice as well, as well as myself, you know, to surround yourself with those types of people or surround yourself with the type of content that you have showing up on your social media feed and those types of things too. So it all comes down to choice. We have the choice to remove ourselves from those situations. If you're uncomfortable with it, it's as easy as pack up and go. But that's the way I look at it today. If I'm uncomfortable in a situation or if I don't like something someone's saying, you know, I'm not going to be an asshole about it. I'll try not to be an asshole because I can come across, I can get really, my anger can get the best of me and still to this day sometimes, but I, I can't let those types of things trigger me to the point where it's going to ruin a relationship or whatever. You got to have humility as well, but you can also come back, come across in a very not assertive way, not a aggressive way as well and get your point across, but also be very, you know, positive about it as well. And just tell that person that made me feel uncomfortable with what you just said and leave it at that. And you should be able to get your point across very clearly and easily. And hopefully they'll respect you or respect what you just said too. And maybe that'll make them give them a wake up call for the way their actions, their actions or words cause some hurt towards someone or yourself as well. So we all, at the end of the day, the point of my thing was there, 
we all have the choice to remove ourselves from those situations too. That's exactly right. So what do you think people undervalue today in today's society with everything going on in the world? What do I think people undervalue? It's a good question. I think people undervalue simple things. And I don't want to say this because when I was going through depression, I knew these things. However, I did care. But I do think people undervalue these simple things, the necessities basically of existence of surviving, which is food, water, health, clothes. Uh, a lot of people take that for granted, unfortunately. I think that is something that we need to bring more value. I think we need to bring more value to other simple things such as just smiling and laughing. I remember there was one time, this was last year when I was going through depression. I There's a family get together and I, at the time, was very, uh, I was dealing with social anxiety too. Even with my family members, I just didn't want to see anybody. I felt really guilty, ashamed, embarrassed. I didn't want to say anybody, talk to anybody, look at anybody in the face. However, we were having this family get together and something was happening. I forget what it was, but it made me laugh hysterically. And that was something, a, a, a genuine laugh, a smile. I feel like that is something that people should really take in in consideration. I feel like somebody should really look at themselves, think to themselves like, wow, what a beautiful, what a miracle to laugh, to be free and to let my positive emotions take over. I think if honestly we like tracked all the positive emotions that we felt in a day, I think it would change your perspe per perception on how your day actually went or how your life actually is. If you actually counted how many times you were happy and laughed versus how many times you cried. And and it's not, the, there was a study we were talking about, I, don't, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was very low on how many times a male per se smiles during a day as opposed to a female. Like the, it was much lower for the males to how many times they smiled during a day to the females. I was really blown away by the statistics a former guest of mine on the show was talking about too. It's, it's pretty crazy to think that we as human beings, we don't smile enough or go out of our way to, you know, do a random act of kindness. I, th I think there should be like more people like on the streets and stuff like that. Like, I think I might challenge myself, just go stand out on downtown where I live here and just offer smiles and ask people <laughs> how they're doing that day and whatever. Just do a little like uh, research, I think, and see what kind of yes, conversations I can drum up. Because I challenge anyone listening to this to go out anywhere in their hometown. I think downtown would be a good place to start because there's a lot more people in the downtown cores of cities. Than anywhere else really with all the foot traffic and stuff and just ask people how they're doing that's it and see what kind of conversations you can drum up i think it'd be a great idea and you'd be surprised how many different conversations i think you could have and it, and it just i think it would fill everyone's heart with joy and happiness so just getting some cool conversation going absolutely i it's funny that you say that because i haven't done that but that's a cool experiment that i think i should i ought to try but there's one day when I was at work, like this was about like a month ago. It was in the morning time. And I realized that a lot of my coworkers don't like to say good morning or smile a lot. I find it odd. I'll say, hey guys, good morning. 90% of the coworkers that I have won't say anything. And then some would say, hi, how are you? And they'll be respectful and just say good morning and, and in return. Great. There was, I wanted, I wanted to try something. Somebody came to my desk. I work in a physical therapy office right now. So a patient came up to my desk. I forgot what she needed, but I just, I said to myself, you know what? Let me go above and beyond with the hello. How are you? I said, ma'am, how are you doing? This? Isn't today just a beautiful day? 
I love that smile. I love that shirt you're wearing. I said something like that. And then the response that I got in return was like, oh, I'm just doing swell. I'm doing so great. And the smile she had was so big. It was from ear to ear. And it made me realize, wow, that's, I didn't do anything spectacular. I just, I put a little bit more effort in my hi, how are you? And then it made this woman just smile from ear to ear. She was so happy. And I don't know, just, it was just something different that I think people ought to try as well. It was just adding a little extra spice, so to speak, to your greetings to people. Because I feel like she really enjoyed the little mini conversation we had after our greeting. She got back to her little session there and then we parted ways and that was it. But I feel like something like that means a lot more than just Hi, how are you? Good. Okay, see you later. Yeah, it sounds more robotic when the just, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Good. Bye. You know what I mean? That's It's just so like ge- robotic and and generic. Add a little oomph, add a little personalization to that. It's like when I message out looking for guests or something, another way, like instead of just sending like a generic message, I really put some effort into it and show that you actually care about that person and you really want them on their show, your show, send them that voice note. That's why we have all these tools, especially on Instagram or anywhere, or even like in your messaging apps on texting and stuff like that. Now there's that option to send a voice note and it shows that, Hey, there's an actual real person on the other end there that cares about you. Use their name, like greet them. It's a personal thing. And nine times out of 10, I get a good response back. Hey, I really want to this sounds like a great opportunity or no, I'm really busy right now, but I appreciate you reaching out to me. It's just, you'll be surprised if you actually send that voice note, take that time to make that personalized message to that person. The response you get in return, instead of just a, Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Or, hey, how's yeah. it going? That's <laughs> what everybody else is doing that. I love that. Yeah. It works amazing. I'm telling you, man, or like other things I like to do every day. I try to send three messages out. To start the day off, just asking someone, how are you really doing today? How is your mental health today? Or just to strike up a conversation if I haven't talked to them in a while, just to check in on them. It's always good to check in on your folks, your friends, your close ones. Check in on them on a daily basis just to make sure they're doing okay too. Absolutely. And that actually brings a question that I have. And if I may ask, I'd love to know. Because, you know, I've always wanted to do that too of, hey, how are you? 99% of the time they're just going to say, hey, I'm good. What are you up to? How do you necessarily get to somebody and you say, oh, how are you? Like, really? Are you okay? Is work okay? Is the family okay? How do you get them to open up, let's say, if something is? Like, sometimes you can feel, I don't know, I sometimes you get those gut intuitions or those gut feelings that something really isn't okay. And just ask, are you really okay? I'll go down. I won't try and poke and prod and pry. Are you sure everything's okay? That post you made the other day makes me to believe that not everything's okay or whatever. Just try and dig a little deeper. Don't be too intrusive about it. And if they really want to talk, they're going to talk and maybe they'll just respond. Hey, I'm not really ready to talk about it yet, but I appreciate you reaching out. You know what I mean? You can't really poke and prod, but maybe just ask that little extra. Are you sure you're really okay? Or even lead with how is your mental health doing? Some people like just to hear that. Sometimes you asking that question will open up other avenues I find too. That makes sense. Okay. No, I appreciate you asking that though too. And that's how I go about it sometimes when I see someone make a post and I'll reach out to, hey, how are you really doing? You know what I mean? Is everything okay? I just read your post or saw your whatnot on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, wherever it was. And just checking. I just wanted to check in to make sure you're okay. If you ever want to talk, I'm always here. 
Yeah, I leave that yeah. door open then for them to respond. I like that. It's an open-ended question at the end of the day. It's always good to use like open-ended questions, I find, too. Yeah, yeah. Especially talking to people about mental health or what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. So what consumes your thoughts on a daily basis? That's funny because now it is legit a total, you know, 1-8. Before it was complete focus on this is bad, this is terrible, this is impossible, I can't do it, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's just consumed of growth. It's consumed with how can I improve my business? It's consumed with how can I get clients? How can I reach out to people? How can I help? You know, so now my mind is really consumed with trying to come up with ideas and how to grow the brand of Happy Fit, not so much of only, oh, grow my business, but how can I help people? So... The ideas I'm coming up with recently is I'm having these events in apartment buildings in their fitness facilities. I've already had a few events. These apartment complexes want me back and others are reaching out to me now saying that they want to have some events. Ooh, that would be a great opportunity to, to actually speak to somebody face-to-face -face and help them with not only their fitness, but hey, they need some help with their mental health as well, which I also do teach in some of the classes I host. And I had people crying. I'm also thinking of, Ooh, I actually thought about this yesterday. I wanted to, because I've seen this a lot and I was really interested in it. I want to go out to like the public school systems, back to my old high school, for example, and give talks about my struggles in the past. And if there are any students, young students who are unaware of the whole game or the whole topic of mental health, depression, suicide, they're still young, they're still developing. They don't know what to do, how to, how to open up about it, if they do want to open up about it, who to talk to. So I think it would be refreshing to, to hear somebody who's still young who are or was in their shoes. And I want to do like a little tour of all the schools in my area to help people, to help the students. So yeah, my thoughts really just consumed with how can I help people? How can I grow and improve? That's amazing, man. Yeah. And I like your idea of going around to the schools and that was, I made a post today too about my goals and I had wrote that down in my journal, start editing podcasts and doing those types of things and also speaking one form or another. And then all of a sudden this speaking engagement fell into my lap with me reposting something from an interview I had on a radio show last year. I just reposted it and it popped up in a memory and reposted it and I had a grade eight teacher reach out to me and ask me to speak to his class about mental health and addictions and substance abuse because that's sort of part of their curriculum now yeah and then that opened up a few other doors which is amazing so i'm just blown away by where this is going to lead going forward from here now so i did that talk back in february and looking just to grow from there and have some other plans in mind that i can't wait to share with everyone too whoa that's incredible good for you yeah no it, it, and it feels really good man and feeds the soul in a really kind, compassionate, positive way, just giving back what was so freely given to me and sharing with these students and not sugarcoating it. Cause I don't believe anything should be sugarcoated either. I believe it should be shared. Someone's truth should be shared. So it teaches these students why sugarcoat it for them. Cause you're not learning anything, sugarcoating it from them. You know, I had a guest on recently too, you know, 
kids see through that bullshit these days. Like I see all that sugarcoated or not. It's, it's so true though. Like you can see through, people can see through if you're bullshitting them today. Yeah, absolutely. It's like this, how I put it. It's like, like the customer service voice or that customer service face. Oh, today's specials are blah, 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 blah. Or, Ooh, I have a good deal for you. Like, I feel like people have like a sixth sense for that. And it's important to be genuine. That's why everything that I do, I, of course, I put it on with a, put a smile on it. But that's because it's a genuine smile. Recently, I just put up a post before this podcast was, was a tip on how to reduce stress. Something happened to me a couple of days ago. I was really angry. And I said that, hey, I was angry. But this is what I did to overcome it. So I think being genuine and being real not only will help you connect with the audience you're speaking to. I'm not talking about social media. I'm just talking about like, oh, if I were having a conversation on the bus with a random person, I feel like if you're an actual person being genuine and just breaking down that barrier, not only are you making a better connection, but I feel like you're also actually teaching them something or they will actually respond. They'll actually absorb something from it and just instead of thinking to themselves, yeah, this guy's full of it. He's, I'm not going to listen to what he says. 100% man. If you just speak from the heart, be genuine, be kind, compassionate. It all goes a long way into building those healthy and solid relationships with people. It all starts with just telling your truths and not, you know, sugarcoating it or bullshitting at the end of the day, just being fully transparent with whatever it is you're doing is the best way to go about things in life. I find I couldn't agree with more. So how important to you, Carlos is goal setting to being successful in your entrepreneurship, you know, journey? I think it's very important for goal setting. I think it's important to actually have something written down. I think it's very important to speak to yourself on a daily basis of what your goals are, because something that was described to me, which really resonated with me was, let's say you're, if there are any archery fans out there, I've never done it before, but it looks fun. If you're trying to hit the, the bullseye, hit the target right in the dead center, you need to know where you're going. You need to know where the target. I told you I want to be a successful business owner. I want to have a fitness business that is so successful that I want it to be the optimal, the best platform for health overall. If I said I wanted that, but had no goal really how to get there, had no vision, had no plan set up, I'm literally taking my bow and arrow and just shooting in any direction. I need a target. I need something to look at. And I need steps on how to get there. And I think that is the proper way to get to your goals, to reach them finally. 100%, man. You're writing them down, talking to yourself, saying those daily affirmations, journaling, and just seeing them through whether, I don't like to call it a failure, but whether you succeed at that or not, you don't know till you try something. You don't know what the answer is going to be. And if it fails, that's okay. Failure means it. Failure is growth too, because now you've learned what not to do. All right, let's go back to the drawing board and see which way we need to navigate around that failure too. Because if I don't, I, if I didn't fail at anything in life, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'd, I'd be a perfect person, but we all know there is no one that's perfect out here. Even the world's richest man, he ain't perfect. He didn't get there by accident either. He get there by, you know, true trial and error to get to where he is today. Absolutely. And that is something that really affected me too on a mental level because uh, a year ago when I was going through that these struggles I asked myself I was like what did I do wrong what can I learn from this and it really upset me that I didn't know what my mistakes were 
And I was like, I just want to learn. I want to grow. How can I transcend this mediocre state that I'm in right now? And how can I grow from it? And I was so upset and so frustrated that I didn't know what my mistakes were. And now looking at it from where I am today, and I look back a year ago, I understood that, wow, where I wanted to be with my business, for example, I did deserve what I wanted. And not that it's not saying that I didn't work hard. It's just I wasn't implementing every step that I needed to. And right now, I'm sure there's a million steps I'm probably missing. However, I do think that I am in a better position now than I was a year ago as far as my business is concerned. There are some steps that I'm taking now that I didn't take a year ago. And some things are blossoming. Like a year ago, when I just started my business, I wasn't having events and hosting events in apartment building in their facilities. I wasn't speaking one-to-one with people. I wasn't attending networking events. I wasn't on podcasts with great people like you to spread a message and to uh, to encourage people, talked about mental health. Like the whole mental health thing, that didn't even exist a year ago because there was no spot for it because my depression didn't exist before it eventually did. But now I can genuinely say, hey, I'm doing things that I can really help people with. I can help people with their fitness, but not only that, their mental health. Through these events I'm hosting, through the podcast I'm going to be on, by sharing my story, and hopefully that will help somebody who's going through this tough time. And I know I'm doing at least one more thing I didn't do a year ago with my business. And I feel like I'm in a much better spot now. And eventually, hey, maybe in a couple months from now, there's something else I can learn, something else I can add to my arsenal, so to speak, and I can continue to grow. 100%, man. Just doing the little things over and over again and practicing them is how you get better. It's like when I started this podcast, I had no clue what I was doing. The first while, the way I sounded then and the way I sounded now, just learning little tips and tricks on how to do the sound, how to record. Hell, I'll even admit that I was using the microphone wrong in the beginning. <laughs> and once someone told me, it was close to me, that I'd been in podcasting for a while. I was like, why does it sound like this? And he came over one day and he's like, Chris, you're using the pot, the microphone wrong. And I was like, holy shit, we had a good laugh. But that, that helped out the sound and everything. Like I'm open to admitting my problems that I had too. There you go. I didn't know what the hell I was doing either. I just, you know, started doing it and, but learned it, you know, learned things as I went and it, it was awesome. We, and it, I can look back and have these, you know, have fun laughs about it and just like how silly it was. I don't even think I've shared that on a show, but I'll openly admit I was using the <laughs> microphone wrong for quite some time. And it wasn't just a couple episodes either. It was about first 25, 30 episodes. <laughs> and then and I can go back and listen. And even my fiance said, you know what I mean? Like the growth that she's seen, she listens to almost every episode and I've had her on the show. The growth she's seen from the beginning to where I am today is just, it's phenomenal. The things you can do and accomplish when you just stick to it. So this is where my heart and passion project's at. I don't make any money off this podcast. I hope to someday. Yeah. You know, but this is just where I have my passion to help others. And even before we recorded this episode here, I had ran into someone that I've known in recovery for a while. And it was just great to stop and chat to, as things are opening up now in the world again and seeing people you haven't seen in all quite some time. And we got chatting and it was just so nice to run into someone that you haven't seen in a while either. But I was like, oh shit. I looked at the time. I was like, I got to get going. I got a podcast <laughs> to record. You know, but we had sat on this just on the sidewalk chatting downtown here for almost 35 minutes. It was nice though. It's funny now that you mentioned that it's weird. I don't 
this has nothing to do with our episode here, but a lot of that has been happening to me lately. In the past six weeks, I would say every week I'm meeting somebody that I haven't run into in a while. Like I ran into an old buddy I used to work with. I ran into somebody I used to play soccer with years ago. I ran to my old high school geometry teacher. All these people, for some reason, are popping up. I don't know why, but it's so nice to catch up with them. Hey, things people are just put in front of you for a reason. And I don't, sometimes I don't understand those reasons. It's just funny. Since starting this journey with this podcast, opening up about my past with my mental health, getting into recovery and sharing parts of my story and stuff like that. It just opened up so many avenues and people have been coming back into my life that weren't there for so long. It's like I'd gone so far off the beaten trail and I took the wrong fork in the road for many years, but since becoming clean and sober again, it's brought so many aspects of my life that I used to have back into it. I have other teachers that used to teach me and they knew this kind of I guess you want to call me the problem child I was growing up and stuff like that. And, but it's just nice to have them reach out to me and just say, Hey, Chris, like, we really appreciate what you're doing. Most of them are retired now because I'm almost 40. So they're in their, you know, fifties and sixties now all retired, but they're like, we would have had you in if you want to teach, they're just reaching out to me and just congratulating me. It's just nice to see. It's weird. And I'm going to touch on what you just said there was something like i think it's just it's for a reason we don't know what that reason is i feel like that's what is happening with where my mental state is at now and where my actions are taking me i feel i think this is getting into like the law of attraction type stuff and i don't know if there's anyone out there who believes in that regardless i feel like i'm just on this weird wavelength this weird uh, i believe in it man i'm with you brother like you know? the proctor yeah. gallagher tony robbins all those types of things it is all about the law of attraction and I feel that if you start doing those things that you want to do, sorry to cut you off, you do those things that you want to do, or you start attracting the people you want to attract around you. It's, it's put the people around you or start attracting the people or hanging out with the people that you want to be like at the end of the day. You know, like I remember my boss now said to me, he's, I don't hang out with many of my high school friends anymore. I wanted to become a millionaire. So I started hanging out with millionaires and here I am now I'm a multi-millionaire. Because I'm hanging out with millionaires every day. I love that. And that's all I want to do. I just want to grow. And I feel like what I have been doing so far with just sharing my story. There are some people who have been in touch with me. I've received the most heartwarming messages by just sharing my story. And by my efforts of trying to help people with my business, I've been seeing these opportunities that I didn't think would happen. And I feel like it's only going to grow from here. And the people I'm coming in contact with, there was a guy last week, I was in the gym. I was working out. I was doing, uh, I was working biceps. I didn't know he was there. I was just, I was in the zone. I was finishing a set and then he comes up to me and he's, Hey, that was a good set, man. I just, I sorry to interrupt you. You, I can tell you're working hard. And he's probably like in his early sixties guy as fit as ever. We get to talking. I eventually tell him, yeah, I'm a coach myself. I help clients, et cetera, et cetera. He goes, Oh, you're a business owner. That's so cool. I'm actually a financial advisor. I do some of finance. He didn't tell me exactly what he does, or maybe I just forgot, but he definitely, he's one of those people I want to be around, if that makes sense. He was like that millionaire, you know, that I want to be around. He's that guy. Ooh, he could be a good mentor. So come next week, we're going to have a phone call and we're going to see what's up, see how I can improve. 
how I can learn from this guy who's had much more experience than me. He can direct me in the right uh, place, put me in the right direction, put me on the right road so I can improve my business, improve my finances, improve my quality of life. And I feel like these people are coming into my life because of my mindset, what I tell myself and the actions I'm doing. Yeah, it's crazy what you can do. And that was another thing for me this year with my finances, just getting all my ducks in order, especially going into next year. We're going to, I'm going to be married finally. And I'm really looking Congrats. forward to that. But I also want to have all my ducks in when I go into this marriage too. So it's just been, it's a huge year ahead for myself as well. And just putting yourself around the right people is what it's all about. Setting yourself up for your future. Absolutely. I told that in that conversation I was having with that gentleman, I told myself, him, that I wanted to be the best version I can be. I don't want to be the person who works at this random job that I hate making minimum wage, et cetera, and just trying to scrape by. I told him I didn't want to be that. I want to be the best version I can be. And I feel like he understood that. And that's what kept him in his seat. And I'm looking forward, very much forward to surrounding myself with this mastermind group, so to speak. Uh, I hold my brother very highly because he's a very driven person too. And he is just, he's a little bit older than me, but he is definitely in a spot I want to be at too. So I have him in my like little group and you know I, I make sure to contact him. I actually have to contact him later on because we have like little powwows. Ooh, what are you doing? How are you accomplishing what you want to accomplish? Uh, what steps did you take? And I just want to surround myself with more people like that. So that way that would only improve me and improve them too in their life journey. It's all about having accountability or holding yourself accountable. So it sounds like you and your brother have a little accountability thing going on. And that's what it's all about there, Carlos, man. That's amazing. I love hearing that stuff. And the little mastermind group, I really want to get back into those as well. I, I think for anyone listening out there, you should become a part of a mastermind group, whether it's free, a paid one whatever. I think it's huge to learn from others that are in the same mindset you're in. And that's what helps one another grow is listening to other like-minded individuals and doing things that you're passionate about. Absolutely. You can only grow from those. So I personally believe. Exactly. You can only grow or learn to grow from others if you're willing, but you got to be willing to put in the work as well. It does, just doesn't get handed to you on a gold platter either at the end of the day. So how are you currently growing personally now today, Carlos? Before we end her off here, I just feel this is the million dollar question. So how is Carlos growing currently? Yeah, so what I'm doing is I continue to do what broke me out of depression and suicide. I do a couple things. I make sure to, to place it in the morning before I do anything else. And this makes me feel like a million bucks. And if anyone you know who's listening would want to give it a try, I think you'll feel really good too, is I do two things. I do what's called getting into a peak state and I do what's called priming. So what I do, and I, this is what I learned, is as soon as I wake up, I put in my headphones, I have a playlist that I made and it, it are, are songs on this playlist that kind of get me going, right? I imagine I'm at this awesome nightclub with the best music, the best lights, the most awesome people, no creeps around. And I just dance for three to five minutes. I'll play a song or two and I'll dance in my bedroom for a little bit. I'll get my heart pumping. I change my physiology, which is so important. And that is definitely what helped me break out my depression. And then once I'm done with that, I'll sit down, listen to a guided meditation that's called priming, which in a sense, if you break it down, it's about 10 to 15 minutes long, but it's three minutes of gratitude, 
three minutes of just pure blessing, accepting light, accepting pure bliss in a sense, and imagining and visualizing that you're giving this blessing to your loved ones and wishing them well. And then the last three minutes is just about goal setting, about visualizing what you want, what it's going to feel like, etc. And that puts me on the path to having a great day. And I'm always smiling. I'm always the guy telling jokes. So how I'm growing is by doing that and continuing. This kind of goes with the priming, but I'm just trying to continue to be more grateful. I don't want to focus on what I don't have yet. Like, for example, I'm still in the same position. Basically, I was before I was depressed. I still have a day job. My business isn't where I want it to be. But that's just for one example. But yet, I'm still so happy. Because I'm not focusing on what I don't have. I'm focusing on what I do. And that's pretty much it. I just spend time with my family. I'm a big family guy. Um, not the show. <laughs> I'm a big family person. I love spending time with my family. We're very close. And I make sure I spend time with those I love. And that puts a smile on my face. And that makes me laugh. And that takes any stress I have away. And I encourage anyone, you surround yourself with your loved ones, whether regardless if they're related to you or not, give, putting yourself in that space, it's hard to be mad, angry, stressed, because you're not worried about the outside world. You're focused on the here and now. I look at it and I'm looking forward to this day of having kids. I think it's the same thing almost where you realize that there's nothing else that's important. When you have your family around, the outside noise, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Same thing when you have a kid. This is what my brother told me when he had his son, my nephew. He's like, yeah, once that kid was born, nothing mattered. My business didn't matter. Stock market didn't matter. Nothing mattered except this particular thing. And that made me happy. And then I'm thinking like that. I'm like, wow, what more to life do you want or is there? All this stuff is external and small. It's so small when you think about it. Small potatoes when you think about it compared to love and light, family, all that stuff. I rambled on, but that's, that's basically what I would say. No, and that, that's amazing. I love that you talk about family because family has become very important to me as well and allows me to just get out of that mindset or if you're in an angry mood or whatever, what more than your little daughter or little son or my son ain't little anymore. He's almost six foot, whatever. He's 14. It's just, it's so nice just to come home and have a good laugh with your family or partner your friends, your loved ones, whatever it is, man, it's huge for sure. And all those other things that come along before that are just, they're just material things. They can be replaced, but your family can't. So you should really focus on what's in front of you in the present moment, which is your loved ones and stuff. Cause those, they could be gone tomorrow. Absolutely. So show that love, that compassion and show up for them. Be present if they want you to do something that night put away the phone or whatnot. It's just nice to have that loving family and that loving time with them as long as they're on this earth. Of course, I couldn't agree with you more. And one thing I want to add to that is a lot of things that we've been talking about so far about family, about gratitude, about there's light at the end of the tunnel. When I heard those things a year ago, I thought that they were just blanket statements. I thought that it was they were cliche. I thought that Oh, all this stuff is just fake. It's false hope. This is just what gets people to bed at night and sleep easy. And that's what I told myself when I was laying in bed for 11 months, not doing anything, but contemplating taking my own life. However, if there's anyone listening, again, and I want to reiterate that, is that if there is anyone listening, the things that we're talking about, like family, 
gratitude, being in the present moment, something as simple as smiling. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Hope is real. All these things are real. They're not fake. They're not cliches. They're not there just to get you to go to sleep at night uh, a little easier. These things are real and they do help. And I just want to say that. I do appreciate you coming on the show today, but before we go, you know, sharing your experience, strength and hope, Carlos, where can anyone find you to follow along on your journey that you're on, man? On yeah, absolutely. Media? Do you have any uh, links and everything or where they can follow you, a website? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, my Instagram is happyfit underscore 2020. My Facebook, if you want to like on my Facebook page for Happy Fit, it's just Happy Fit. And if you'd like to visit my website to learn more, how to change your physiology, how to feel better mentally and physically, you can visit happyfit.org. That's H-A-P-Y-F-I-T-T dot org. Happyfit with two T's dot org. Thank you again for coming on the show. And if there's anything I could take away from today's episode, anyone that's listening, is life is worth living. And I'm so happy that we had Carlos on the show today. Thank you again. Before we go, everyone go hit, oh, head over to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on the notifications. Go follow me, Chris Swick, over on Instagram at Depths of Dark Side. Amazing pointers, amazing tips about mental health, ADHD, and a little behind the scenes about what goes on in my day-to-day -day life. Thank you again, Carlos, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Chris. You are so amazing. God bless. I love you and your show and everything you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, man. Take care. See ya.